Hi, my name is Michelle Johns and I'm your host. In this series, I'm sharing seven lessons I learned from working in the corporate world as a woman. This is episode two, where I talk about the C word, confidence. So the reason I refer to confidence in that way is that there are so many unhelpful myths out there about confidence and what it means. They impact how we're perceived and how we perceive others. So I want to tackle some of those myths by sharing some of my own stories and four lessons I learned about confidence. I will also provide three practical tips in building your confidence because I want you to feel more confident after hearing this podcast and walk away with some strategies to build your own confidence. Let's start by imagining someone you would describe as confident. What do you notice about that person? What do you see? How do you feel being around them? And what do you hear? It may be helpful to keep that in mind while I talk through the the lessons I learned about confidence. Have you ever heard people being labelled as either confident or not confident? Like you might hear, she's confident or she's not confident. There's a myth about confidence that you've either got it or you don't. You're either confident or you're not. And there's no changing that. Once those labels are given out, they often stick. I know personally that in my career, if I had to do something for the first time, I would not want to be seen as not confident in that situation and be judged on it. I felt that if I came across lacking in confidence, um, I might be passed up for any other opportunities in the future. I felt the need to get it right the first time. When I look back now, I realize that it was because I was, I was judging people that way. I saw someone as confident or not confident, and then I assumed that label for them, always and forever. Deep down, I knew that you can develop confidence, but I, I was subconsciously labeling people. So I put that same judgment on myself and feared others would also judge me in that moment, now and forever. Since becoming aware of this bias I had, instead of labelling someone as confident or not confident, I would ask myself, is this person not confident? Or is this person not confident in this situation? And I would also pay that respect to myself by recognising there's no real all or nothing with feeling confidence and self-assurance, but to become comfortable that my own feeling of confidence will vary with the different experiences in my life. And to start to view the world around me with a lens of shades of grey and realise even if I think others appear confident all of the time, no one is confident in every area of life. So that's the first lesson I learned. Another lesson I learned about confidence is to focus on the inside not the outside. We all know in theory that we need to do the internal work to grow our confidence. However, have you ever found yourself looking outside to gain confidence? I sure did. I continually looked for validation from others to feel more confident. As I talked about earlier, I aspired to be labelled as confident. I crave for people to say, she's so confident. And whenever I was provided feedback that I wasn't confident enough, I let it deplete my own sense of self-worth and my confidence. 
I looked outside for what I thought represented confidence and emulated that. Whether that be in the clothes I wore, the way I behaved, certainty in my language, but I still didn't feel confident and I still didn't earn the label. It wasn't until I realised that confidence is an internal phenomenon and spent time doing the internal work that I could feel confident. And the best thing, I no longer needed the validation. The thing with confidence is, it's all about how you feel and what you know to be true on the inside. And then the outside has less of an impact. So if I could go back in time to those moments when I lacked confidence, I would tell myself to do the internal work. The first step, like most things, is having awareness. By the way, the internal work doesn't stop. My confidence is something I work on every day. Whether an old habit pops up or I'm doing something new, like podcasting, there's always something I'm building my confidence in. The third lesson I want to share is that confidence does not equal competence. Something I noticed a lot in my corporate life was people who confidently expressed their opinion were assumed to be competent. Sometimes I'd work with someone who was not competent at the job they were doing. Then in a meeting with our superiors, they would be so sure of themselves that their word was taken as more valid than mine or someone else's in the room. You may also think about your workplace and wonder why some people are viewed as competent, but they don't deliver results. Well, we humans, we're hardwired to look for certainty. So if someone can provide certainty with their opinion, this provides confidence to the receiver of that information. So if you're able to project confidence, people will lean towards believing that you know what you're talking about. This led me to be more aware of what's behind someone's confidence or or lack of. Because competence is not always demonstrated through more confidence. In fact, the research that's been undertaken on this topic, women are more likely to play down their competence level by appearing less confident or less outspoken and certain with their opinion. And an impact of this is that more incompetent men are promoted to leadership roles. The complexity to this is that when women present themselves in the same way as men, it does not always translate to a perception of confidence, but something like, she's full of herself. That's a topic for a whole podcast episode. So... I wish we could gather up all the women who are currently in leadership roles and start the conversation about how sometimes confidence just looks different in women and start to break the patterns on how workplaces operate. In the meantime, we just need to be brave to keep showing up, being competent and showing confidence in our own way. We need to start to change what confidence looks like or we need to change the conversation to how competent we are. The fourth fourth lesson I'm going to share with you today is that those of us who have moments of self-doubt have the biggest opportunity to grow and learn more than those who feel they've made it. We're all aware of the concept of overconfidence. I personally, I would rather get comfortable in those moments of self-doubt than to always feel like I'm on top of my game. 
I'm not sure how you feel about that. I feel that there is a humility attached to that and an openness to become more aware of some of my own blind spots. As humans, we don't want to feel confident in all areas of our life. Otherwise, we're likely to stunt our growth and feel we're, all, we're at the destination. I've found that in the moments of low confidence, I've done the research to learn more or the prep, preparation work to feel I've done all that I can to do a great job and found the courage to say, I don't know, when I needed to. This final lesson for me was a bit tricky because once I found confidence in myself and my abilities through my internal work, I then needed to unlearn some things about that to continue to learn and grow as a person and know that there is no destination. There is no one day I'll make it moment. Instead, I'll always be open to learn something new about the world and myself. When I changed careers after 20 years in one profession, I was totally starting new and I didn't have the confidence yet in what I was doing. But I knew that on the steep learning curve, I would would have the grounding of feeling comfortable in my own skin. And that was the most important thing. And people read that as confidence. Before wrapping up, I thought I'd share some practical tips on the topic of confidence. So my biggest tip is to do the internal work, if you didn't notice. This one's not easy and there's a lot to it. Maybe after listening to this podcast, you'll be more aware of what biases there are about confidence and be more aware of how confidence presents to you in the workplace. Secondly, a tip for building confidence in something new. Put in the time. The time for planning, preparation and the practice. The three P's if you like. Planning, preparation and practice. If you have a presentation coming up and you have a fear of public speaking, plan out the day leading up to the presentation. Not just the day, plan out the day before. Prepare yourself, your slides, your stories and so on. And practice. And I mean practice in the mirror in front of your family, your friends, your partner, whoever will listen. And be sure to do that with people who will encourage you and build your confidence. Not that work colleague who always has feedback to provide. This is about building confidence, not subjecting yourself to unnecessary criticism. Another tip I would recommend is that a lot can be said about communicating what you're good at. Using the language is one way we can start to express ourselves, such as leading with, I am confident that this proposal will provide the company with the outcomes we're looking for. Or something like, I feel confident today in bringing this message to you. So even if presenting is something you're still building confidence in, communicating clearly about what you're good at can be quite powerful. Using the language, language can help break down any bias that people may have about how you are presenting yourself. So express, I'm confident about this and I need support with that. So in summary, confidence is not a dirty word, but it is something that we need to talk more about. One definition of confidence according to Cambridge Dictionary is the quality of being certain of your abilities. 
Nowhere does any dictionary say what it looks like. So labeling someone by visual cues and behaviors and then making judgments based on that, such as promotion decisions or who we trust with a task, may not always lead to the best outcome. And for some women who do demonstrate the expected behaviors, they're not even rewarded for them. Perhaps if we could focus on other elements, such as competence or having the conversation about how confident someone feels, we could get closer to a more inclusive corporate world. Well, that's a wrap. I hope you have something to take away today and I really enjoyed recording this for you. Next week, I will share another lesson I learned in the corporate world as a woman. Until then, let's get comfortable in our own skin and help others to feel comfortable in theirs too. We need more brave-hearted women in leadership positions.